You know, Brittany, nothing gives me naked confidence like hitting the gym first thing in the morning. The rush, the endorphins, it just sets the tone for the entire day. Ooh, I like that. Naked confidence. Yeah. It's all about the perfect playlist for me. The right music can uplift my mood instantly. Mm, you know what a close second is for me? What's that? Not stinking. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I use Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's like a secret weapon against odor powered by mandelic acid. Yeah, you're odor-free for up to 72 hours. I love how Lumi tackles every odor concern with natural ingredients, and I appreciate its versatility. I've tried it everywhere, from pits to feet. It never disappoints. Plus, it's baking soda-free and pH-balanced for safe use. And the fact that it's clinically proven to block odor all day, well, that's a game changer. Definitely. And with Lumi Starter Pack, new customers can get $5 off with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. It's a great deal for a fresh start. Don't miss out on feeling confident everywhere you go. Visit lumideodorant.com and use code TLC for a special discount. That's L-U-M-E deodorant.com. Cheers to confidence with Lumi. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the... Must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening to The Laughing Couple Podcast with your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Join them weekly as they discuss topics such as relationships, kids, sex, parenting, all unfiltered and all with a healthy dose of laughter. Please welcome your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. It hurts so bad. I feel like this is the longest time. I just I'm in pain every time I talk. It just reopens. So, so I'm in it, pain what, what Brittany's trying to tell you is that if you hear lisps, slurs, <laughs> if the tongue doesn't come back into the mouth quick it enough, it's because of a canker that she has on at my the tongue, bottom of on her the bottom tongue. of my tongue. I'm sorry. You've been dealing with this for a while. Yeah, it sucks. I feel like I need to like go to the dentist. Welcome to the TLC podcast where we talk about cankers and other ailments. Yank F. Um, all right. I'm excited about this episode, but before we get in, let's do Love You and Are Annoying. Do you have one? Uh, no. Okay, I have one. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to think one for sure, though. Okay. <laughs> okay. Mine is, um, I find it funny. And when I mean funny, I actually find it really annoying when... Um, there is like a pan that you need to clean, right? Like say you make your lunch and you make your steak and there is like maybe the kids breakfast pan or kids breakfast plates that are already in the sink. You will only clean your pan. You will not clean anything else in the sink. Whereas I clean all of your mugs all of the time, all of your plates that are left over from dinner randomly when you forget to put it into the sink. And I clean those, but you are like, this is the only pan I made. Therefore, it's the only pan I am cleaning. And you won't clean them. You won't clean the other ones. It's really annoying. Love you. That's annoying. It's funny you bring that up, Brittany. Because very similar to you, what annoys me is we have this rule that when you cook, I clean. Mm -hmm. The rule is actually... Which doesn't always happen because I also the, clean. The rule is actually whoever cooks, the other person cleans. Okay. 
Whenever I cook for the kids, and let's be real, when I cook so once it, a month, let's be real, it doesn't happen often. <laughs> and when it does, what cooking looks like is is putting the pizza in the oven, pizza in the oven, yeah, and or chicken fingers and fries in sure. the oven, yeah. But but that actually just proves my point because when I do those things, which is cooking for the kids right. and for you, mm-hmm. you don't clean those things or put them away mm. because your attitude is. Well, it's only a pan from the pizza. Like, you can put that away. It's pretty easy. No, that's not true at all. It's true. No, it's not. I think that's maybe happened one time. It happens a lot, actually. No, it doesn't because you don't cook a lot. Right. (laughs) So, when it does, when I do cook, I am like acutely aware of my surroundings. And you know how we say don't set your partner up for failure? Right. I always set you up for failure. I will watch and wait and see if that thing gets cooked. I honestly haven't done that in a long time. I do remember one specific time saying that to you. For sure, it's happened once. But that doesn't happen happen last week. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. No, it did not. I promise you it did. That's why it's annoying me right now. You know why I think it happened? Because I cooked dinner for both of us and you cooked dinner for the kids and I cleaned up the dinner for both of us and you left the kids stuff. Not true. Yes, it is. Nope. Let's move on. You're annoying. (laughs) (laughs) I love you. Okay. And you're annoying. I wanted to talk about, we actually, mission accomplished. We talked about this the other day. We were at our friend's house in the backyard and, uh, this is before we talk about our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. This is just like a little story that I want to talk about because I feel like people will be like, yes, you got your vent face on. I can see it. You're going to, it's not event based, but, you know what really grinds my gears? We were talking about how there was um, – someone was telling us a story about how their friend was over or whatever and their kid was like annoying. And it made me think about when we lived at our old house. Do you remember that neighbor's – I think her name was Sarah. No, that wasn't our old house. That was our first like townhome. But yes, I remember yes. Sarah. I don't think that was her name. To be her honest. name is Sarah. Let's just call her Sarah for all intents and purposes. So that pretty sure her name was Sarah. No, I don't think so. it doesn't matter. But she was annoying. She was. I mean, I'm sorry. She was only like, I think she was like seven or eight, and I was like, I truly, I dislike this child. Like, it's not like, oh yeah, kids are kids, whatever. No, like I was like, I don't like you. Like as a, and we only had Riley. We didn't have Coop at this time. It was it was a long time ago, but. I felt, and you were the worst for this too. I remember you also avoided coming outside or like having like a a drink or whatever with our neighbors because you were like, I cannot handle her. Like her parents were lovely people. I I actually really enjoyed her parents' company. Me too. The problem that I had with, with, we'll call her Sarah because her name's Sarah. The problem I had with Sarah's parents were, I don't think they actually parented Sarah very effectively. Mm -hmm. And I took that out on them. I loved hanging out with them. Their daughter was just, she was like, I honest to God, when we went out and hung out with them, I don't think there was more than 20 minutes where she'd break something. She would break something, hurt hurt somebody. She'd hurt Riley all the time. Not just Riley, like all the the other neighbor kids. I know. Like she was aggressive. I felt like, at some point in time, because you can't really. This Hold on. is hard. We also have to say, like, this wasn't a child who had, um, like, any sort of, like, behavioral problems. Like, it wasn't going through. I just don't want people to be like, well, maybe they were, maybe the child had some behavioral issues or some mental. No, she just made bad choices. She did. She made bad choices. Continuously made bad choices. And we had realized that 
I, I specifically remember I had to catch myself because anytime she spoke, I already had a listening of her. And I was like, whatever she's about to say, I fucking don't care. Like, I'm so annoyed. And so I'd be like, no, 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 it's not her fault. And I would have to like retrain my brain to be like, just listen, it's just a child. Like she doesn't know any better. But then we started realizing that it wasn't like, it wasn't Sarah's fault. It was her free parents because they didn't, they didn't parent. And the worst was when they didn't parent and you were right there. Like, and you're like, dude, how many times does your child have to do something until you say something? Because there's going to be a moment where I will step in if it's affecting my child or my house. And then you do that thing we talked about last week. We, you, you parent the child, but you, you're really talking to the parent, but you're talking to the child. You're talking to the child loud enough that you're hoping that the parent hears you parenting their child. They never did. They were just like, Whatever, like they were just like chill, and then every once in a while they would snap and they would yell, but like that wasn't really working for her, and it was just so uncomfortable. See, it's difficult for me, and I'll tell you because I'll be the first to admit that when she'd knock on our door looking for Rue, <laughs> I would immediately be like, Riley's not available yeah. in my head, like, please, like, oh my god, here she comes. I can walk, I could see her coming. I was like, oh, here she comes. And it was like, oh, oh man. And it's not her fault. Like no. she was, she wasn't even close to seven. She wasn't. She had to have been maybe five. Yeah, maybe. But because I'm just trying to think, because Riley was like Riley really wasn't playing. Like yeah, she, she wasn't. Really she anyway, wasn't someone you could play and with. She but, had the biggest heart for Riley. She really did. And like she was a sweet child. It was just like, can you can can we like have this open conversation with your parents? Can your parents just like get get your shit together? But you can. What we ended up doing is we ended up actually avoiding her parents. And, and we, we, that relationship didn't really go very far because we, because how do you make a kid wrong? And then how do you make the parents wrong? Yeah, it's that it's awkward. Where do you do it? But I'll tell you something about listening. I couldn't be, cause we were talking, this is what stirred the conversation mm-hmm. up. We were talking to our friends who were, who were teachers, elementary school teachers, young elementary school mm-hmm. teachers. And I remember being a kid and within a, within a matter of like a week or two, the, you knew that the teacher thought she knew who you were and mm-hmm. that's who you were going to be for the remaining balance of the year. Right. If you were in a good books, you're good for the whole year. If you weren't, you weren't. And I, unfortunately I landed on the not so good books often, especially mm-hmm. in high school. Guys, have you tried the new wellness shots from good vibes juice? We have, and they're amazing. Perfect for boosting immunity and feeling great. Good Vibes Juice makes all-natural wellness shots with ingredients that support your immune system. And they honestly taste good. Plus, they're great to have before you feel sick or even to help you recover faster. It's like having Granny's homemade remedy, but conveniently pre-made. They have three different shots to choose from, Sick Day, Get Well, and Turmeric Daily. The Sick Day shot has echinacea and ginger, known for fighting off colds and boosting immunity. The Get Well shots feature elderberry, a superfood ingredient that helps increase immunity, and the Turmeric Daily has turmeric and chamomile. My personal favorite is the Turmeric Daily. It has turmeric and chamomile, which for me, having recently turned 40, is great for anti-inflammatory and calming properties. What's great is that these shots are all natural with no preservatives or additives. You can take them as a shot or mix them with hot water for a soothing tea. And here's the best part. Visit good vibes with an S juice.com and use promo code TLC to get free shipping and 20% off your first order. That's www.goodvibesjuice.com with promo code TLC. Let's boost our immunity and feel great with good vibes juice. Shout out to Claritin for providing samples and sponsoring this episode. Full disclosure, I was listening to you talk the other day and I was thinking to myself, why does he sound that way? And then I remembered that it's allergy season and that's just your voice because you're so stuffed up. Ah, yes, the old allergy congested accent. 
Luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes. Oh, perfect. So I won't have to listen to you speak like this for the next few weeks? What? You're not into it? It's not uh, not endearing? No comment. Designed for serious allergy sufferers like Ryan. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieves your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. Claritin D tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. So convenient. Just ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. And remember, only use as directed. Hey, Ryan. Yes? You stink. Um, okay. I stink too, don't worry. Everyone actually stinks, and it's normal to have body odor, just in case you needed a reminder. Okay, thank you for that. But the best part is, you don't have to stink. <laughs> just try Lumi whole body deodorant. You're right. And Lumi's powered by mandelic acid, tackling odor for 72 hours from pits, to feet, even private areas. It's incredible. Over 300,000 five-star reviews, and you can literally use it everywhere. And the scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or my personal favorite, toasted coconut, make it refreshing. Plus, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that's over 40% off. Stay confident from head to toe with Lumi. Try it with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. That's code TLC at L-U-M-E-D-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. Stay fresh, everyone. Yeah. I had a one teacher who I swear thought I was an idiot and... Because of that, no matter how hard I tried or no matter what I did, she always marked me as if I was an idiot. And isn't this the one that like you were like, I swear, I swear that she's just doing this because she doesn't like me. And then you got your, like, yes. To, yes. So you got your sister who was like an A plus honor rule student to write your essay, essay yeah. as like an actual, like, my I'm, sister, we're going to test my it. My sister was in fourth year university. Yeah. She got her, she, she got her degree in English. Yeah. Uh, she then went on to become a chiropractor, very intelligent person. Yes. You know, s- scoring high 80, low 90s in university, wrote right. my grade 12. And didn't she like fail you? English exam. She gave me a 58. <laughs> and then you were like, just so you know, like I, this was a one experiment. Yes, it's blatant. No, I never told her. You never told her? I never told her. Oh. <laughs> I I needed <laughs> what, what, what I needed to know. I didn't want to get expelled for it. What I needed That's more funny. than anything else was for my parents to know that didn't right. matter how hard I tried. Mm. I was not going to get a good grade in this. Who was that teacher? I I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to out her on this. No Why? way. I'm not going to do that. I bet you she's not teaching anymore. I bet you she is still teaching. I bet you she's an incredible teacher. I bet you she's doing what we did to Sarah. Mm. Sarah couldn't win with us. Yeah. Even if she did something right, I always had it in the back of my head like she was about to do something wrong. Right. So, But I also think we've grown as parents too. Like we have two kids now. We understand that sometimes it's like just very frustrating and you're just like, ugh. Can you just not like you don't want to get into an argument every single time? So I think we have that. And and there's always going to be kids in your life that you don't feel like jive well with your child or, or the parenting styles are different. And so I have to try sometimes to be like, listen, 
Like, I, I can't think of this person this way. Like, I need to take, take a step back. And it does help because if you catch yourself right before you say that and you're saying, we do this all the time, like in our relationship, like I have a listening of a specific theme or topic if we're having an argument and I go into that conversation with that negative that tone. Premeditative, you what? already know the premeditative <laughs> answer. You already know the answer. Yeah, is be. I'm always like, whatever, whatever you're about to say, it's not going to be good enough for me. Right. I watched when I was dropping Riley off to school earlier in the year. I watched a teacher who I know despised a child in his class. Okay. I watched him. This is, it just started snowing. They put the snow, bl- snow banks up, whatever, right? <laughs> okay. All of the kids were playing on the snow banks. I watched this teacher. And the reason I caught, he caught my eyes because he looked determined. Okay. He was walking with determination in his eyes How and old, in, in his high step. No, no, no. Dropping Riley off at school oh, okay. this winter. What? And you knew that you did, this teacher didn't like this other kid? I didn't know where, where he was walking and why he was walking so fast, but he was on a mission. So I followed him. I tracked him. I'm like, where's this guy going? He looks so what? angry. He went, now keep in mind, there's probably 20 kids on the snow hill. He went deliberately after one kid and screamed at him for being on that snow pile. Aww. 19 other kids, no problem, screamed at this kid. And I'm like, that, that guy has a listening of this poor yeah. kid. I can guarantee, I don't know what it's like. That kid could be a total shit in class, but there's no way that this teacher doesn't dislike this child. Right. Then I realized that kid's got to be nine. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you've got a grown up man (laughs) whose job it is to look after children, (laughs) to protect them, to educate them. And he fucking hates this kid. (laughs) He hates him. Oh, I feel bad for the teachers. Oh my God. I feel bad for them too, but he hated him. And yes. then I'm like, then I start going back to the, the Sarah's of the world. I kind of forgot about her. I'm not going to lie, but mm-hmm. I go back to the Sarah's of the world and I get it. Yeah. I couldn't be at a small elementary no. school teacher. Well, that's what our neighbors were saying. I could be a grade seven, eight yeah. or high school teacher because I could, I could rib them a little bit yeah. and get through them. I could cut through it. But if they're just little kids and I'm like, that's I wanted, fucking kid. I want to really quickly tell you, I just watched this TikTok the other day and it's um a teacher who she used to be an elementary teacher and she basically talks about why she left the profession and she makes these little skits so she's talking about this one boy who would always like rip a dirty fart biscuit like in the middle of like all the time just for like laughs he didn't have like an issue (laughs) there was nothing funnier than a fart no nothing but (laughs) she was like i just hear just hear the word (laughs) fart makes me laugh he would always rip these air farts and in the middle of her teaching. As opposed like, to what kind no, of farts? No, no, just like like ones that, you know, when you can like sit on a bench if you're on like a wood bench. Oh, it when, just pops it. Yeah, like just like loud. Like you can kind of position your body so it can be like subtle. But he would purposely do this because he liked the attention and the whole class would laugh. Cool. I get it. They're kids. But she was like, he was specifically doing this every time I spoke. Like he could like fart on command. <laughs> and she was like, it's getting very disrespectful. So she like took him aside and she was like, listen. Um, absolutely. You're allowed to fart. Like it's a bodily function, but if you could excuse yourself, obviously, you know, when it's coming, you're doing it right before I'm about to talk to you about friggin' Incas in the mind, like whatever. Right. And so she was like, just go to the bathroom, rip them in the bathroom. But like, this is becoming a pattern. It's disrespectful. So then like the mom comes in and the mom is like super fucking angry. Like you're telling me that my child can't fart. And she's like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that he Choose needs your to farts rem- wisely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> remove yourself from the classroom. And she was like, I'm talking to your principal. You're telling my child he's not allowed to fart. And she was like, ma'am, ma'am, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that he's doing this on purpose. The comments on this video were basically all of Freddie Farter's mom. Like everyone, 
it was 50-50. People were like, if you are upset with this teacher for this, you are Freddie Farter's mom. Like, calm down. She's not telling the kid that he can't fart. He, she's saying he's being purposely disrespectful. There's always a parent who is like, you're not doing this. You're not doing this. I feel like we are now in the day and age where you just assume your child is correct. I remember growing up and my parents immediately were like, what are you doing that caused this action from your teacher? Hmm. Your mom is the opposite. She was like, I will burn them. No, no. My mom, I will say this. She was vicious. My mom was vicious when it comes to the parent. Because my mom said it to me. She said, if you ever come to me with something that's not true and I defend you and I find out that it's not true, I I will never defend you again. So my mom knew that if I came to her, it Mm -hmm. was legit. Right. But when you said farting, Mm -hmm. I honestly, God, this is how much I love farting. Jesus. In 1993. Oh, wow. You are Freddie Farter. Bobby Ryan was sitting beside me and Tony was my left. He was to my right. And Bobby was notorious for sucking his thumb while while sitting (laughs) cross-legged. This is grade three. Okay. Grade three. So Bobby Ryan's sitting there. Miss Cher, Miss Sharon Agroski is teaching her lesson. And Bobby, while sucking his thumb, lets the biggest ripper of all time. And I look over and keep in mind, his thumb's in his mouth. And all Bobby Ryan did was this. (laughs) To this day, I can't close my eyes and not laugh. And I was the one that got in trouble for Miss Cher. thought it was you? No, but the 10 minutes later, I I wasn't, I wasn't, I kept laughing. Like I couldn't, you know when you get to those laughs and you're like, you can think about it, you know, here, what what are we, 20 years later? Yeah, and it still makes you giggle. It still makes me giggle. That was Bobby Ryan. I love that. (laughs) Oh my God. What a ripper that was. Right on the portable. So it was right on the hardwood floor. Oh my God. No, it's got the the wooden floors, but it's got the gap between the floor and the the floor. Oh, you're really detailed here. Oh my God. It was like a. Oh my God. Perfect. This is not what we're talking about. Oh my God. We actually have a a really good episode. Okay. We're talking about something called system update. Well, we're calling it system update. Yes. It's called system update. Yeah. We just made it up and it's not cell phone system update. It's not a computer system. It's system update for your your marriage, for your relationship. It's a good way to look at it though. It is. No, it is. Like that's, that's what we're doing. We're taking that analogy. Right. Yeah. (laughs) That's exactly what it is. <laughs> That's yep. great. It's a great comparison. Great now, segue. Yeah. So we were just discussing because I think a lot of people assume that like Brian and I don't fight and we don't have these big conversations. Inaccurate. It's inaccurate. We go through um, stages and chapters where we aren't connecting or seeing eye to eye. And, and that's usually stemming from a lack of communication. And we kind of figure out, okay, like what's going on? What's changed? And we've kind of boiled it down to this thing called system update or what else were we, how else were we saying this? It was like a factory reset. Mm -hmm. So something that we were talking about. Well, factory reset would be the conversation system update would be what you then create from it. Right. So quarterly around quarterly, we feel like it's an important conversation to have with your partner because the whole idea around factory update or systems or systems reset is that, you just assume when you get into a relationship that it's like coasting. You're like, we were amazing when we met, so we should therefore be amazing now. And then when you're not, you consistently refer to those times like, oh, hey, remember, like, why aren't we like that? The good old days or the good times, like when things were great. Well, you're different people. You're in a different part of your life. So things aren't the same 
they need an update. Things need to be changed. The apps need to be updated or they don't work. They glitch. Yeah. Well, here's the thing about people. We always, we always, instead of seeking perfection, we expect perfection. We expect perfection from ourselves. We expect perfection from our partners. We expect perfection from our relationships. And if it isn't perfect, if it's not ideal, if it's not uh, Pinterest, is that the word? Pinterest? <laughs> Did I make that word up but it sounded right? Pinterest? Pinterest. Pinterest? Yeah, I changed Hold Pinterest on, I'm into- crying because my dad said the same thing and my mom was like, pardon the fuck? It's, it's a mix of both words. Like picturesque. No. No, that's what I just, ter- I turned Pinterest into picturesque. Wow. Okay. Well, picturesque is actually a word. Pinterest. Anyway. Yeah, continue. it's like interesting pictures. Pinterest. But I'm saying, anyways, it doesn't really matter. If our lives don't look like Pinterest yep. or Instagram, right. and we're looking at other people's lives that look like Instagram or Pinterest, we... we it's we, just Pinterest. Pinterest. No. What? I'm saying what? the same thing you no, are. No, you're not. Pinterest. Pinterest. Thank you. You were like, Pinterest. There's not that many syllables. doesn't Pinterest. matter. Pinterest. If it doesn't Pinterest. look like that. If it doesn't look like that, we make ourselves wrong. Right. And, yeah. and it's so easy to do that. We're, it's so easy to be like, oh, they got their shit together or they do this and they do this and blah, 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 blah. Here's the thing. If perfection was a real life thing, if it was a real life thing, this is why we call it system update. If it was a real life thing, we'd all be walking around with iPhone once mm-hmm. because Apple would have got it right the first time. Right. Apple didn't get it right the first time. That's why they came up with a number two, three, and now what are we at? 12 and a half? They steal our money is what they're doing. (laughs) Right. So these businesses, big businesses, they create two different things. Number one, they they create things to break, right? Right, because it's it's almost like a, what a de- designed obsolescence. Yeah. They create things to replace things right. ongoingly. But what they're really doing is they're upgrading mm-hmm. the things that they have. Mm-hmm. They're creating it so that you understand that hey, listen, that phone is good. But this phone is better because it has all of these bells and whistles. Right. It has the roots of this phone and why you like it. Right. But it no longer is working and serving the purpose for today. It's faster. It's smoother. Right. It's got better picture quality. It's got better this. It's got better all of that mm-hmm. stuff. It doesn't mean that the one that you had before was not good. It just means that this one is better. And we, as a society that buys things, we've bought into that as if it's okay. Yeah. But we don't treat our marriages that way. No. Because we treat for- our marriages like the iPhone 1 is the only one that we chose yes. and it can't get any better and it can't get any worse. And, and if it does need to get better than that, you're making it wrong. Right. Like perfection or, you know, the strive for perfection takes maintenance. You need to do those updates. And, and what does that look like? So we were kind of discussing and, and we're saying, you know, it's good to sit down with each other. Are you creating the structure of it as opposed to going through some of the other stuff? Well, you can. I think, I mean, we can go back, but yeah, I just we'll feel go back, like- back and I, forth. Why yeah, don't we? back and forth. Um, I think it's important to sit down and and what we do is we say, okay, like where, where are we in our life? We actually just had this conversation. Ryan was like, I'm feeling very um, judgy right now. I, I'm not feeling like I'm in a creative space. So in a couple of podcasts prior, we were talking to someone, um, Bill, Bill, and he said, you know, if you're not creating, you're judging. And that has really stuck with both of us. And Ryan was like, you know what? I feel like I'm missing this in my space. I need to be more creative. So then that kind I just of started sparked- looking at other people. Yeah. I started paying attention to other people's yeah. lives. What was working, what wasn't working. Right. I noticed that I was you were lacking positively something. or negatively judging them. And I thought, wait a second, if I'm either positively or negatively judging them, then I'm paying attention to something that's not me. I'm not creating. Right. And so 
that kind of stemmed the conversation. And we were like, we're at a point in our lives where we need to sit down and we need to do this checklist almost. Where, what, is, what isn't working right now? And it's very important to kind of set those um, conversations in a, this is not a make wrong. We're no not saying morality. there's no morality. We're just saying these are facts. So what is working right now? What isn't working? And that has anything to do from like schedule. Maybe you guys need better time management. If say your kids are maybe doing a new sport and it's kind of put a wrench in your schedule or your routine and somebody and something is being left behind or they aren't being fulfilled in some part of their life. So we like to sit down quarterly and we like to have these conversations because your life is consistently changing separately and together. And if you don't have those check-ins and you don't have those system updates, then you just assume that everything is fine and your arguments start compounding. Did you just say spined? That was my canker. Oh my God, your canker cut in. I, 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 wa- I watch your tongue not go back into your <laughs> mouth. So I'm like, much. how is she going to try to finish that? That's an H. But it's one of those things where if you don't have these check-ins, you you start having these conversations in your head and they start compounding. And when arguments that don't happen start compounding, you start becoming resentful and things aren't solved. There's no communication there. So Yeah. So to avoid compounding confrontation is what we call it. Yeah. That's fancy. Yeah. Compounding confrontation. I'll say it again. Write it down. Compounding confrontational. To avoid compounding Wait. confrontation for the fourth time, right. <laughs> have more conversations. Yeah, but the good thing about the good thing about a, a system update, and you know, sometimes we think system updates are negative. Mm-hmm. Systems updates aren't negative; they're positive. Mm-hmm. They're like, here's where we were going. Here's where we're at. What gaps did we What gaps did we find along the way that didn't work as smoothly as we wanted them to? Right. What systems can we put in place to avoid those gaps? More importantly, now that we're here, what are we creating next? What direction are we going? So what does that look like? What's important to you now? What do you want to accomplish now? Right. Because, you know. Short-term, long-term goals. Is there something preventing you from getting those? Am I not serving you in this aspect? Right. Because, you know, we say quarterly. So that happens four times a year. If you just want to carry the math over, carry the one, Brittany. (laughs) But we would recommend that you guys do this monthly. We do this more than quarterly. Yeah. Quarterly, I would say we do this. The big ones. Mm -hmm. Like. Here's where we're at because so many things, so much happens in three months, yeah. right? And so I think many things. We don't, we are starting to, but it's important to schedule these, like treat your marriage like a business, schedule these. It's a round table meeting. You're meeting with the CEOs. What is happening? What are our quarterly projections? Right? Like I just said that it was business that terminology. That was very impressive. Thank you so oh. much. <laughs> My tongue is slipping. <laughs> okay. But I think that it's one of those things where um, structurally, when you talk about it, it's important. I think some people might have a partner that isn't as receptive to these conversations and will immediately come into this conversation with that listening of Sarah as you're blaming me. Right. Right. And I think it's important to say, even to have a structure and say, listen, um, this is where I feel like I could serve you better. Start with a positive to your partner. I think that I could probably do this and this for you. Would this help you in this area? Right. And then that will spark a conversation. And then this is where I think you could help me. This is where I'm struggling right here. And I could really use, you know, an extra day to do this or help with this. But you need to set it up in a structural way that you both aren't feeling attacked. Right. Well, I think the big thing is, and there's a couple of takeaways. We'll talk about getting help afterwards. But if you're just having this conversation with your spouse, it's always good to recap 
what worked in yeah. the previous quarter. Right. Here's what our intentions were. Here are our outcomes. Mm-hmm. It's now the end of the quarter. Here are our outcomes. Here's what we accomplished. Let's look back yeah. at all of the things that we accomplished. So much of our lives is spent making ourselves wrong for not being where we're supposed right. to be, I where we, we had think. This. I wanted to have this done right now. This should have been done by that. And that should have been done by that. Like our well, backyard. It's so easy. <laughs> it's so easy to find those things. Where you're going to find your marriage is in finding the stuff that did work. Right. And building on the things that did work because the stuff that didn't work, it's already, it already didn't work. So, so following up on that or having those conversations from a morality standpoint don't get you anywhere. Mm-hmm. Where you want to do is you want to stay in the world of completion. So there's an intention and there's an outcome. What does that outcome look like? Get complete with what that outcome looks like and then create something newly. Mm-hmm. Not from a morality because if you're having a conversation based off of morality, you will take the morality conversation into the next quarter. Mm-hmm. You can't. It's inevitable. You're right. going to have to do that. Right. And so what we're talking about is you know, not <laughs> every- talking about. What are we talking about? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Most people, guys, aren't equipped to have this conversation. Yeah, it's hard. This is a hard conversation. And to the point that you just made, some people feel like they're being attacked. That's why we call it an update. Yeah. Because we're updating. It's not a systems blame. Right. It's not a, yeah, it's not the blame. It's not the, oh, let's, let's create something around that one. System blames. <laughs> System blames. System, System malfunction. Blame. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's what I did. I was like, yeah. the technology yeah. thing. Um, beep, yeah. Beep, beep, I beep. think that System a really. System malfunction. <laughs> I think Control, a really good way. Yes. I think a really good way to kind of approach this the very first time is if you are listening to this without your partner. The next couple months, start a note in your phone, something that is easily accessible and write down something that you have accomplished that was working well for you, right? Whether that's you hit a goal at work, whether you feel like a structure is really working in your household when it comes to kids, whether you guys feel like you're, you know, really communicating in like the bedroom, whatever it is, write those down, have a few points in your phone in the notes, and then also write down things that aren't working for you or need some help. As effectively as you want. Exactly. But at least you're coming to the conversation with some information. It's not like, well, how are we going to figure this out? Right. You're like, okay, here's some structure. I'm presenting it to you. But also maybe introduce it as like a date night, right? Like grab a glass of wine, sit down. Maybe it's beautiful out in Canada right now. So if you have um, like a porch or wherever, just sit down outside, discuss this, make it about you guys, right? You're not, this isn't a conversation that you can have in the middle of when your Netflix asks if you're still watching the same show because you've watched it so many or times. Or over dinner with the kids. Yeah, no, it's an intentional conversation that needs its respect and it needs its space and make sure it gets that. Otherwise, I think it can get lost in those, you know, blank spaces. So, <laughs> Taylor Swift song, but it's going to take some work. And once you have that information, you can present it to your partner and say, listen, I think this is something we can both do. Um, so that when you're looking, cause it's so easy to be like, well, what the hell just happened the last four months? Shit. I don't know. Like there's so much that happens. Everyone is so busy and so tired that you forget. So it's good to take notes so that you have something to discuss when mm-hmm. you actually have these meetings, these board meetings. Yeah. The, the key element to the system update The key element is the intention behind the system update. The intention is not to discuss the things that aren't working. Right. The the intention is to discuss what you want to create in the next three months. Yes. And to create that, you also have to go through what worked and what didn't work. 
the reason I bring that up is because for the majority of you listening to this, you'll think, oh, our relationship's not working. Let's input input system updates. But you'll come from it from our relationship's not working. Let's fix it. This is not a fix. This is part of a program that you live into Mm -hmm. ongoingly to make the relationship more effective. Mm -hmm. Because the the relationship is inevitably going to change. Mm -hmm. You cannot think that after two kids... 10 years of marriage that you're going to be the 18, 19, 20 year old kids that fell in love and banged all the time. That's not who you guys are anymore. And it's very destructive to compare your relationship today to those times. We do it though. We do, but it's not, it's not healthy because because you're, and I know I'm saying we do do it, but it is not healthy because you are not in the same place in your life, nor are you the same person. Fact. It's like comparing apples to cucumbers. They're just not the same. Yeah. Or <laughs> I don't want to go with oranges. To... <laughs> Whatever. I get what you're saying. It's it really isn't about making it wrong. There will be some quarterly meetings that you will have that might be maybe a little bit more constructive than they are. Like some meetings will be like, you know what? This was a really great quarter. I think um this this can be worked on. We can talk about this or whatever. But sometimes there will be some of that space where you feel like it can be improved. Mm-hmm. You're right though. It does, it needs to come from an intention and a, and a space that isn't a wrong, that isn't a make wrong. So. Right. So here's what we're going to say. So number one, uh, number one, come to this quarterly meeting as, as you are, are as, as you are. Nice. No, you don't know the words to that song. You don't either. Yeah. Yes, I do. You whatever. Okay. Anyways, mm. as a friend, that's the next, anyways, come to this meeting with positive intentionality and outcomes that you're looking to generate. Realizing and recognizing that you're going to have to talk about the gaps that are in your relationship, but those gaps are in your relationship to show you what you can improve on, Mm -hmm. not what you're terrible at. Every single thing that's negative is an opportunity to create something positive. Come to that. And that was, that's nice. That's beautiful. But here's my other piece of advice. My other piece of advice is this, not everyone is equipped with the tools to communicate this effectively. Right. Over time, your quarterly your quarterly meetings, meetings. could be weekly, they could be monthly, Whatever they could be bi-yearly, mm-hmm. whatever works for you. But for the most part, a lot of us are not equipped with the tools necessary to com- to have this conversation effectively. The we, first time. We highly recommend, we highly recommend that you bring somebody in yeah. who is a, who specializes in this conversation because they a don't therapist. have the years of experience. They don't have the breakdowns. They yeah. don't have the listening of each other of this isn't working. They are simply there to make you and your partner as effective as you can possibly be. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this numerous times. We want to normalize Therapy and coaching. Therapy and coaching in couples relationship doesn't mean that something's not working. It just simply means that you guys are committed to making it work more effectively. Yes, the maintenance. That's what it comes down to. Be committed to being as effective as you can be in your relationship. And if you aren't effective in communicating these things, get some help. Whether that be financial, whether that be communication, whether that be in the bedroom, whether that be in anything. You want to be better at something Go to somebody who is trained to make you better. Tiger Woods has a swing coach. Michael Jordan had a coach that helped him with his shot. Acting coaches. Acting coaches. Singing. We 
normalize coaching and help in and other help. in other professions, but not in the marriage. And we put the stigma around it mm-hmm. in a marriage, like, oh, if we're seeing someone, then we're in trouble. We don't want our neighbors to know that we're trying to better our relationship. Yeah. Fuck that noise. Mm. Better your relationship. Be about your relationship. Be about making your relationship as best as it can be right now. Yeah. And then living into a future that you guys are both working towards because you guys aren't always working in the same direction. Mm -hmm. You're both working. You both make the assumption that you're in the same direction, but a quarterly event comes around and you find out for the last three months, this person has no idea what you're doing and why you're doing it that way. That's what I would say. I like it. Do you? I love it. I want some more of it. Nice. I try so hard. (laughs) Oh God. All right. That was a lovely conversation. We actually have to go back to work. It's another the day. We get the podcast in the middle of the day. Yes, we do. Why? Because we created it. We did. We created this space for it to happen. Yeah. The kids are in the car with the windows down and there's That's food and water. Lie. Ladies food and gentlemen, and this is there's an ongoing hamster wheel. This also is an ongoing joke that Brittany tells people and it might not be funny to some people. <laughs> oh, it's a joke. It's just a joke. The kids are in the basement watching trolls. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Have a lovely day. Peace out. A-Town. Bye. Hey everyone, I'm Emily Beerley and I'm Jennifer Chaikin and we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of the therapy group and hosts of the Shrink Chicks podcast. Every week, we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships, and burnout. Making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the psycho babble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist but don't know how. And work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself.